we are live at the VIP room here at Traffic Conversion. Uh, ClickBank VIP room, Traffic Conversion, here in San Diego with my friend Sean Vossler. Uh, you're going to hear some noise in the background because, uh, you know, it's Traffic Conversion. People coming in, people coming out. You'll probably see some people behind us hanging out, having a good time. So uh, Sean Vossler is here with us today and a uh, super, super special friend of, me, of mine. Uh, worked with uh, basically was, uh, was Ty Lopez's uh, you know, affiliate manager. I don't know. He ran like his whole that. affiliate program. Uh, worked with consulting.com, Sam Ovens, uh, deals with uh, Adrian Morrison, Anthony Morrison. I mean, just to name a few. I mean, it's this guy's, if you know marketing, this guy's been there. Uh, I've seen him in rooms. It's like everyone's like, oh my gosh, we need to talk to Sean. So, <laughs> well, I'll take that as a compliment. Appreciate you having me on, Jesse. This is a great, great thing you guys are doing, yeah. helping affiliates. You know, I know that game been doing a long time and it's tough especially when you're getting started you know it's like what there's so many flashing lights and magic buttons out there you're like how do I make this affiliate thing work so you know I always like talking about that subject so it's yeah good, it's good to be here I'm awesome like, man about it yeah. well dude I want to I, I want to hear I want to like today because you because you had some like massive massive affiliates I mean just like the Ty Lopez world affiliates like how because these guys are not you know, sometimes aren't accessible, right? Aren't mm -hmm. easy to talk to maybe sometimes, or maybe sometimes like they're so big, some people might be intimidated to talk sure. to them, right? So like how, like, can you kind of- How do you play of, that game? Yeah, how do, how do you do it? Like what you, so like, let's say yeah. for someone, like, how do you, how do you approach someone like that? Sure, so, you know, that is something that we look at on the, what do they call that? The 80-20 rule, right? Yeah. Like you're gonna get 80% of your results from 20% mm -hmm. of the effort, things like that. So these big, big time affiliates or, or potentially big affiliates, they may not even be in the affiliate marketing world, right yeah. but they they have big audiences big big sets of influence um they can help a lot in that game especially if you're yeah. getting started if you have a great product you're looking to get somebody to promote you like obviously if you get someone big enough just to hit a home run great right yeah but how do you, yeah how do you approach right. that right and I, I end up talking about that a lot because there's there's a couple different approaches that that work really well and you know for me personally um it's a lot about building that core relationship in the right way so a lot of beginner affiliates, they, they see somebody they're like, oh man, I can make this person a lot of money if they were my affiliate. So they look at it from their point of view. So they'll see somebody like a Ty Lopez, Sam Ovens, whatever, they're, you know, some influencer out there and say, I need them to promote me. Right. Where in reality, if we put our marketing hat on for a minute, they don't quote unquote care about you at all. You know, yeah. just human nature talking right. here for a second. Their priorities are gonna be very different. Yeah, it's gonna be their, their sales, the business, the family, you know, yeah, whatever. And, yeah, and even if it's their, they're gonna, even if the math works out where they would just make killer money by yeah. promoting your offer, um, a lot of times they're already doing enough, they've got these relationships and it's kinda like, even if you're right, the approach shouldn't be, I can help you make a bunch of money. Yeah. Um, even if that's the end result, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So the approach I like to take is a lot of times um, coming in, especially at the beginning, it, it's about where there, there's holes in their systems and their marketing and their, their um, approach to, to the market to selling other people's products. So for instance, Ty Lopez, um, I, and for full transparency, I knew him before he really exploded with the yeah. six, seven steps and all that. So we had a little, we'd have an, uh, you know, a face-to-face -face relationship, but we weren't like close or anything. Well, but that's important though too, because you, you identified him as someone, you did the same mm -hmm. thing with Sam Bovins too. You identified him as someone that has the potential right. of getting yeah. really big and you invest well, the time before. And, and they were big, like yeah. at the time, like I'm not taking any credit. Right, of course. Um, but what I did see was they weren't doing affiliate offers, uh, okay. yeah, right? right? Because they're very focused on their business and their products. And most big 
vendors out there who have their own products, they're going to make more money or build more branding, which is a priority for them, yeah. by promoting their own stuff. So with that in mind, my approach to them is just the conversation of, listen, you're spending Exxon ads to get a customer. That customer comes in, buys your stuff, connects with you. Great. They, their lifetime value is pretty set in your business, yeah. right? Say, let's just say it's 100 bucks. Um, then my positioning to them is say, listen, after that, you can keep promoting things great. Like you're, you're, you're doing that, say, within 90 days, you've got your your set amount that you're going to make on your products. But have you thought about doing affiliate stuff? Like on the back end, just introducing them new awesome products that they are going to buy probably anyway from someone else. Why not from you? And so that's that's more of a JV brokering approach. So yeah. that's what I did is I would go out and I'd find people with great products. So that's how I got involved with Sam Ovens because I was actually, I, I saw his product out there and I was like, gosh darn it, this is the product I want to make. Like this is yeah. that good, right? And then... He'd never done affiliate offers. And so I basically, I found somebody with a great product and went over, Ty Lopez has a great audience. Yep. Let's connect these guys, you know? So I was accidentally doing what you call a JV broker. He's like, here's a good idea. Yep. But in the middle of it is I was the one that facilitated the deal. I didn't just introduce them. I helped actually create the, the promotion. Yep. So back to how people who are listening to this can take advantage of that. If you're new to the game, um, if you have, especially if you have your own product, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, going out and just, just cold calling, you know, cold messaging people to promote your offers, you may have variable success. I'm not saying you, you can't right. do that, but on top of that, getting in front of big, quote unquote, whales out there mm -hmm. that could potentially bring you a lot of um, stuff for your offer. Um, don't go out and just like market your product to them. You may do better bringing them someone else's offer and take a percentage of the sale. So the connection between Sam and Ty, that, and you know, and I, I did this several times with very, a lot of different people, right. just using them as an example, that built the trust with both of them because there's not as much pressure on me for my products, um, but I still get a cut of all those deals. Yeah. Now I have the relationship with them. I've proved to them that I can can help them do something then i can introduce my offers and and they promoted those and um, you have that trust there built yeah in. exactly and and it's it's a little more difficult of a trajectory i would say like right. it you know you it's a little bit more footwork but when you're getting started it's it can be very difficult to make that pitch for people to promote your own stuff so sometimes building those bridges with the bigger guys um it, it just builds that relationship so so on that i mean the the what were some of the and now, what were some of the objections or mm. the obstacles you had to overcome um, in order to make it happen? Like when you introduced like Ty to Sam or Sam and Ty, like what was there, was it just kind of like, hey, let's do it? Or was there kind of like, well, let me think about it. Like mm. how did that, how did that work? Well, once you get the conversation going and, and it's pretty clear like, oh yeah, so I'm making a hundred dollars per customer enough, you know, over 90 days. And if I introduce more offers, I could double that without spending any more money. That's the big benefit of affiliate offers mm -hmm. for these big influencers and things like that is because they don't have to spend more ad money or use more ad capital to, to bring in a new customer. They already have a customer base and they're just promoting an offer and getting a cut. Once they get that, and you would think intuitively that right. people would know that, and right. they, they do, but they're so focused and prioritized as they should be on their own stuff that a lot of times that just doesn't happen. So they don't do affiliate promotions, things like that. So the easier you can make it for them to do that, the more success you're going to have. 
another good approach yeah. for folks to think about, you know, because my background's in copywriting. Yeah. You know, that's, that's my jam. Um, learning a little bit of copy skill goes a long way. Like, I think every entrepreneur should have a basic understanding of persuasion, sales, copywriting, because that's really the the core fundamentals yeah. of what we're doing in the and business. It's also side, expensive right? to hire a really good copywriter. It's yeah. hard to find a good copywriter. And they know that too. Yeah. So if you can learn a bit, and that's that was another value add that I brought in. I yeah. wrote a lot, of, most of the copy for these promotions along with you know other partners that I worked with. Um, but they already had a proven product, so it mm -hmm. made it a lot easier to write copy for. So, so another approach for recruiting affiliates that works really well, someone pulled this on me and, and okay. it was really smart and I promoted <laughs> their stuff because I was like, you know what, that's a, I respect that. What they did was they wrote a series of emails yep. for their product in my voice and, and wrote it kind of like I wrote yep. my emails already. And they, they, they handed it over to me and said, hey, listen, I got this product. I know you're a busy guy, so I, I don't even want to put it in your uh, wheelhouse without giving you the tools to, to make it success. Here's the numbers we're looking at. You know, I think you could do well with it. Um, no pressure, but you know, take a look at these emails. See if they, they connect with you and, and can help you, you know, promote this thing. That approach worked really well. So I've tried yeah. that, you know, many times moving forward just to get the conversation started, right? Like, now, I'm, were I, they in your wheelhouse before? Like, did you know of them? Yeah, I that? did. Okay. I did. But, you know, I think um, the uh, that basic connection, we can talk about yeah. that for a minute. Like, how do you get that initial connection yeah. with these kinds of folks? Um, you know, and there's there's really big fish like out there, the, the YouTubers that have 100 million subscribers, yeah. stuff like right. that. Like, Obviously, that would be killer. Like, yeah. let's get those guys on board. Um, but sometimes that may be, especially when you're getting started, it's like, okay, let's shoot for the moon. You know, maybe land among the stars. Right. What's that saying? <laughs> um, some of the, the, what do they call them nowadays? Micro-influencers, yep. I guess. They're, they're a little less audience, but they're just like hyper yeah. into it, right? Yep. They're, they're very uh, in tune with their audience. Um, and they have a lot of engagement, most times. Yeah, too. and they're a lot easier to reach out to, yeah. you know, and, and it can be a, a pretty no-brainer decision whereas you know someone more up in the stratosphere may uh just may already just have so much deal flow like everyone's reaching out to them or yeah and and it's easier to say top of mind with some of these more intro mm -hmm. level folks when you're getting started so what i do and what i did especially when i was getting started was i connected with these folks on you know instagram facebook especially facebook at the time it was a little more dominant you know a couple years ago um but what I did was I just interacted with them regularly, mm -hmm. not weirdly. Yeah. <laughs> that could be a mistake because <laughs> you don't want to get weird and like go back to their pictures from 10 years ago and be like, this is a beautiful picture. It's a little weird. They comment on a 10 year old picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey. Yeah. Or just, you know, your wife's beautiful. Like that. <laughs> just don't be weird. So marketing uh, rule number one, don't be weird. <laughs> that is a good rule in general. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but there's this thing in branding where it's like yeah. it takes about 21 impressions for a brand to be yeah. memorable right so i you apply that to social media if you're in uh you know let's say someone's trying to recruit me as an affiliate and i see their comments over let's say over the course of a couple months you know yeah. no rush right a right. big fish you land the big fish once a year might be enough for a million dollar promotion great right right um uh, full transparency. I'm not going to promote people who. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but, but if they're if they're in my feed, they're commenting on my stuff, they're replying to my stuff, and being kind and cordial yep. and funny and interesting, right. and then I'm more likely to recognize them if they message me. You know, it's kind of like at this event, right? Uh, yeah. Traffic conversion here. If if I've interacted enough with someone on Facebook, 
it's like I know them in a weird way, right? Even yeah. if I've never met them, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, but hey, I know yeah, you. Yeah, saw that time when you did that one thing. That time yeah. you did that yeah. one thing, right? And then we're best friends. Uh, world is weird today. But, but doing that, building those connections, it's, it's a zero bar to entry, like, way to reach out to people. And, and then you start working your way up. So let's yeah. say you get a mid-level, quote-unquote, micro-influencer. Guess who they're influential with? Is they're, they're on the totem, you know, of the higher-ups, and maybe they can introduce you to the next person and the next yeah. person. So as you're getting the groundwork done with these promotions to promote your products, mm-hmm. we can talk about how to promote other people's products on here, too, right. in, in a minute. But um, it's... It's more about building that momentum than it is like a, a home run. Yeah, a lot of times, it's awesome to get like the home run. Yeah, but if yeah. you can get your quote unquote batting average up, look at these sports metaphors. I don't even yeah. watch sports, but I, I know a metaphor or two. Um, get that momentum up, build those connections. You never. It, it's kind of serendipitous which ones may turn out to be huge, right? Yeah. Like when I was connecting with Ty Lopez, I just thought he was an interesting dude. I didn't know right. much about him. He, he was doing a bit of YouTube, but he's like two, 3,000 views a video, and then he just, you know, took off. Right. And I just happened to have that connection. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I started to reach out, get more connected as I was curious about what he was doing. Yeah. So, um, it's almost like that, uh, you ever see that, that YouTube video where that one kid, he turns, takes one penny, and he changes it, and flips he, it up, yeah, flips yeah. it up, and he's like mm-hmm. a thousand bucks, or like he... That you know that one penny turns into a like house a, or yeah like a right? Volkswagen or something like yeah. that. I mean that's kind of what that is a little bit, right? You're, you're yeah. starting off with small if you have no network, yeah. and then you kind of build your way up to you know yeah. in some point you have a huge network. And if you've had no one ever promote your product, if you're like yeah. newbie, newbie, and you put a product on ClickBank and you're like, all right, who's going to sell it? Yeah, and no one comes. It's not ClickBank's fault, right? Yeah. Like you need to do some legwork, right? The the platform is incredibly powerful and useful, and you do just get adverted people to come in and say, hey, that looks like a product to promote. That's great. But you do need to look at it almost like a, a, a sales job. Like mm-hmm. your job is to reach out, recruit affiliates. Because um, here's the deal. You know who my most expensive affiliate is? It's Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> they're, yep. they're not taking a cut. A lot of times they're right. taking 100%. You yep. know, they're, they're not 50% partners. Some of them more than their fair share. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it depends on the day with ads, right? You may get, you may get some, you get good returns and they're consistent, but right. they'll take a pretty pretty percent especially on a front-end product as a whole the whole game I and mean, there's some days where you know i'm paying more in ads than i made and so, right and know. that's not bad like that's yeah. the that side of the business but right. on the affiliate side it's kind of nice you know your fixed return and cost what you don't know is how consistent it's going to be right um and you know there's arguments to be made you could systematize all that great go for it more power to you um you can run ads to recruit affiliates like there's a whole other side of that but yeah. Uh, a few whales a year, you'd be amazed, like, I mean, obviously. Um, and then once you, if you've never had, let's go back to that point. Yeah. If you've never had anybody promote you before, it doesn't matter how big the promotion is, as long as you can can get some numbers from it, okay, okay. at the beginning. Yep. Uh, like what numbers, if you're, if, you're, if you're looking to promote a product, mm-hmm. or if someone, like, for example, like they, they reach out to you, like what numbers are you looking for? Well, really, like, you know, you? and that's a good question. I'm, I'm not really looking for specific numbers because okay. it's going to always just be variable based mm-hmm. on the product, the price point, the audience, all this stuff. What I'm, personally, what I'm looking for, yeah. and I can't speak for every field, I'm looking for a solid product that I can get behind hard. Okay. Because I only promote a few a year, and when I find yeah. one that I really connect with, I'm like pushing it hard because I believe in it. I want my people to buy it because I know, you know, low refund is actually important to me because I yeah. don't want people to buy it and then feel jaded from me introducing them to the product. Yeah. Right? 
Um, and brand reputation too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that's just more and more and more important. You know, the wild, wild west days of the internet. Uh, you know, they kind of, you could build a brand up in a day and then start promoting stuff and burn that yeah. brand. What it like didn't really it's gone. Yeah. Nowadays, it's more of a long term build up of uh, who you are and what you represent, so yeah. you can be very. That, that is very common concern of people is like, will this product hurt or this promotion method right. hurt my audience? Uh, that's an important thing to look at too. If you're going to go out and try to recruit somebody and you have swipe copy that's that's a lot more quote unquote direct marketing, like mm -hmm. it's like heavy, like warning, you know, right. you're missing out on blah, blah, like, but like, you go and read their stuff and it's very much like, you know, your your soul needs to connect with your mission. Like, there's there's a yeah. disconnect there, right? Like, yeah. So you may need, to, you you should and could and definitely should rewrite your material for them to mm -hmm. be uh, more in tune with their brand and their audience. Because the reason for that is they're more likely to promote, right? Right. Um, and, you know, if they're uh, new to promoting other people's offers, you may have to hold their hand right. through it. Like, if they're an or Instagram influencer and they... All they've ever promoted is like clothing or something like and you have an info product you may need to give them context to why that info product is going to work with their audience and the benefit to their audience yeah because that's their biggest asset in their business so marketing cap back on for a minute what's the biggest pain point the biggest uh, objection that our possible affiliate might have nine times out of ten if they're a good affiliate they're going to be concerned about their audience and yeah. their reception um, there's a lot of other concerns, you know, EPCs, you right. know, all that stuff. But at the end of the day, if that's their only concern, like they're probably not going to be a great affiliate long term, anyway. Yeah, there's, um, they'll they'll go on something else that has better numbers. Right, and that's will be a good not strategic partner. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because if you're looking at the stuff like that, you're right. I mean, I'd imagine other people are, you know, the 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 alignment of your audience, you know, brand reputation. Um, you know, all the boring stuff, all the right? boring stuff, right? <laughs> but stuff people don't think about, though. Yeah. You know, because they think of like, all right, because I've seen so many people come in, they're like, all right, here's my numbers, here's my EPC, you know, here's my average cart value, they're my gravity, me, yeah, gravity, <laughs> right here. Yeah. <laughs> here's my gravity score. They, they they give all these numbers, but then they completely forget like who's going to be promoting yeah. this thing. And let's you say know? by default, you should try to have the best numbers you can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Obvious. So how do you stand out from other people that they get the you know mm -hmm. thirty emails a week trying to get them to promote stuff? You put their audience first, number second, or maybe you want to go after somebody who's like a big old ClickBank superstar, you know, yeah. platinum member, you know, yeah. you want to go after them, maybe their main concern is that gravity score and that EPC. The, the goal is to know that before you reach out. Yeah. Tailor the message to them and don't be weird. <laughs> There's my three, yeah. you know, the three points. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's... It's interesting because I know a lot of people getting started in, in this world, it, it's overwhelming to know what direction to mm. go in. So generally when I'm talking to folks, they're like, you know, should I be doing Facebook? Should I be doing Instagram right. ads? Should I be doing YouTube channel? Should I be? It's like, okay, all those things are tactical, very important yep. approaches. Affiliate marketing is a cool, important strategic focus. But where you want your center of gravity to be, no pun intended, clickbait. Yeah metric um <laughs> high center of gravity would be yeah is, <laughs> is getting that product yeah. getting that product refined and good and awesome right like for better or worse um at the end of the day your product is going to determine your long-term success in the affiliate world yeah and the better your product can be for your customers the better the customer experience the ease affiliates will just start 
climbing in. There's a, a certain piece of software right now that's out that's pretty hot. And it's just a good freaking product, yeah. right? And I got in kind of early, started promoting really yeah. heavy, and I really, really freaking liked it. Um, but their customer experience is great. It's yeah. not like a fly-by-night shady company. Their sales messaging isn't even that hard. Like I had to write my own kind of yeah. heavy sales message so that I could convert even better yeah. than their sales page. Well, I, I think I know what you're talking about. I but think you do including, too. Including, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, the, the, the alignment though, that product aligned with your mm. audience too, which mm -hmm. made it perfect. Right, and they didn't have to recruit me. Yeah. I talked them into opening an affiliate program. I was like, you got to open it and yeah. give it to me because I want to promote this, right? So that's that's the that's the perfect place to be. Like, yeah. It's a little unrealistic uh, maybe if you're just beginning and let's say you're making an info product on how to play guitar, yeah. right? Like, You're going to have a little bit bar of entry to get your UPC, your unique yeah. selling position, that the thing that makes your course awesome. Right. It's going to be tough to get that like, super competitive right out the gate um but the closer you can get to that like what's your hook mm -hmm. for the product itself and do you deliver on that hook yeah it's just like a sales page but in the right. product world um a lot of times you need that hook behind it as well so the the software i've been promoting it's it's like pretty magic button generates some really cool stuff yep. um in the copy game and it it works yeah. And that's the weird part about it because <laughs> yeah. that's what I've been looking for software to do this thing for a long time and I bought a lot of them and they don't work the way yeah. I would want them to. Yeah. So I didn't promote them. Yeah. This one did. So ways that you can do that, I'm going to go back to the copy game again, mm -hmm. learning what appeals to certain audiences, what they're looking for, what problems they're trying to solve and what shortcuts are you introducing in your product to help them have the confidence that they can do it is incredibly important to do. Um, getting that upfront in your sales messaging, of course, but in the product itself, keep reaffirming, like, let's say you've got an Amazon e-com product. Mm -hmm. What, are you teaching exactly what all these other people are teaching? Or do you have, you have a little bit of a, a unique angle on the fulfillment side? I don't know hook. anything about right. it. Yeah. Right. Bring that to the forefront in the product, in the marketing, to your affiliates, right? It's, it's what sets you apart. Uh, or you just look like a commodity, just like a commodity. Exactly. Like or yeah. you're a commodity. There's right. a, there's a, I'm thinking even like Rosetta Stone, um, they had a, a handle on, you know, they, they had the handles on that language learning market for 20, 30 years, right? Yeah. And then Duolingo comes along. Guess what their unique selling point is? Oh, it's a fun little simple app and it's free. Yeah. It's hard to compete with that, right? <laughs> like, and, and there's still yeah. room for Rosetta, and, yeah. but you know, right. looking at that approach from a product development, and I know a lot of folks on here are more so on the, they want to promote products and right. build audiences, so we can well, chat. I mean, we, we, we could switch over to that. So yeah. like if, like say for example, if you're an affiliate and a lot of the audience are like brand new affiliates or maybe they just get started, they're trying to make their first sale. Yeah. You know what, like if you were an affiliate, you know, or brand new affiliate, like where would you start? I'm gonna give the answer they probably don't wanna hear, but. <laughs> yeah, let's hear it. No, yeah, let's... so it's, it's interesting. A lot of people are looking for that. We were just talking about, I think your first product you bought years ago and it taught like, uh, you know, how to scrape emails from Craigslist and then yeah. blast them with affiliate offers. Okay, that's 2009, by the way, so everyone that, knows. It's like, don't do that. <laughs> this is like, do yeah, not do that. Don't scrape data. This was the, uh, yeah. it, it, internet marketing was wild, wild west back yeah. then. It was wild west, but it was wild, wild west. The dark ages yeah. of 11 years ago. Exactly. Um, so, <laughs> the, exactly. that's what a lot of people are looking for, those magic yeah. buttons. And guess right. what? There's a lot of people selling that and, you know, good for them. Maybe they got a magic button that, you yeah. know, I don't know about. 
I will tell you what does work consistently in long term is looking at yourself. It, it kind of de depends how you want to live in the the ecosystem. Do you want to be a silent partner and, and build an audience that doesn't know you personally and mm -hmm. it's just around your brand? Yeah. Great. You can do that. Do you want to, do you want to be the influencer? Great, you can do that. You can do a little bit of both. Right. Um, but building up some kind of connection with some kind of audience can't beat that because you've got a long-term connection with people who trust you, then you're like an Oprah or a, uh, well, Oprah's the <laughs> go-to. Uh, you know, all the influencers on Instagram, whoever these cool kids are these days. Uh, I'm not saying you have to be like that influencer. You can be more of a, uh, a cerebral influencer mm -hmm. in the sense that you can put content out there. You know, this, yeah. what's the jargon, content marketing? Yeah. Um, you can put content out there that helps people. What a novel idea, right? Teach yeah. people how to improve their lives around the niche that you're in, the industry, the messaging that you're in. They trust you, get on your newsletter, your Facebook group, your Facebook message group, whatever, however you connect with your audience. And over time you start building that, I think Facebook groups, I know you're gonna have someone talking about that later. Um, I think that's a killer way to just keep top of mind with mm -hmm. people. Um, but what you're doing, you're building, even if your audience is smaller, you're going to have a better connection than, say, if you scraped a million emails, you know, right. and just played this big old numbers game. Because that's, that's what people assume most big affiliates are doing, right? Yeah. They're like, oh, they must be doing something something dirty out there, like scraping yeah. all this. Maybe there's a little gray hat in there. I don't know. Um, but at the end of the day, if you don't have someone looking to you as an influential person, you're not going to have influence over them. It's going to make it much more difficult to persuade them because one of the fundamental parts of persuasion is influence. Mm -hmm. People mix that up a little bit. But the idea here is you build influence through teaching, connecting, sharing your life, connecting. You know, it's like building this. Yep. You're in their, their mind. Um, and then you introduce an offer, and they trust you enough to look at the offer, right? Yeah. A lot that, that's what advertising does wrong a lot of times is they, there's no trust. So it's like right in, you're going into clicking an ad, being a skeptic. It's much better to come in from a, hey, you know me, I try to only promote things I, I use myself, and this is the approach I take, by the way, is yeah. I, I really only try to promote things that I use or have taken or enjoy. Um, and it's a lot more authentic that way anyways, because then you can share your experience with them. But that is the fundamental approach. It takes a bit longer, and maybe you can do it overnight. Yeah. I wasn't able to, but seems seems like some people can. I. <laughs> I can't speak for myself in that world, but yeah. over time, that that was huge. Now, a, one last thing I'll add on that point: if you, let's say, you want to be an influencer, you want yeah. to build connections in your niche. My niche right now, my main niche is um, you know copywriting for entrepreneurs. I, right. I sell a book on copywriting. Um, Did you just stumble upon? I mean, because I mean, you, know, you didn't stumble upon it, but as far as like niche, because a lot of people have a hard time finding a niche. Yeah. So. Do you just pick well, one or like, how it, do you, like, <laughs> it, copywriting is a great one. Cause it, it's kind of vague. Like it, yeah. I can, it can become a lot of different things. It's right. very broad term. Um, but I, I picked it because I found out that that's the area in my business that made the biggest impact. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, beyond the product side, that's all, you know, it's like those two kind of the yin and the yang for me. It's like great product with great copy. Mm -hmm. Boom. You know, yep. can't lose. Um, but I found that a lot of entrepreneurs don't know much about copy or if they do it's 
overwhelming or ner- makes them nerve wracked or yeah. whatever. Um, so my mission was to bring that, <laughs> preach that message of that copy copy can change the game for you if you learn it right. Like build influence and persuasive uh, your your skills of persuasion. You're you're never going to go hungry, right? Yeah. Um, so I I came across that niche basically by doing it myself and seeing it in action. Now you can just pick a niche because it's hot and maybe you're just hustler enough to learn it and go yeah. rock. But chances are um, you have a niche staring right in front of you that you could go into. Like I know your background's in finance, right? right. And and you could play it in that world a bit easier just because you have that background, right? Um, are you a believer of doing like just picking a niche based off of passion or picking mm, a niche I based think, off yeah. of potential profit? Like what do you... What I think you're believing that curiosity is probably the best okay. for me. You know, you can look at the personality styles, just go into the yeah. psychological side of it. <laughs> but if you're not curious about something, you're going to get burnt out pretty quick. Okay. Like I am not curious about e-com. I just, I don't, I like the idea. I like the numbers, but I'm not like fascinated by it. Yeah. I am fascinated by the psychology behind persuasion and copy and, and I can spend 12 hours a day researching, developing, and it's hard to beat me on that game because I'm so curious about right. it. So passion passion comes and goes. Like so, sometimes I'm passionate about copy, sometimes yeah. I'm not. But I'm always curious. Like okay. I'm always looking for the newest, latest information on that. So if you can find something you're really curious about, you're going to get ahead of other people who are just into the numbers game. I will be a long, around a lot longer in the copy world than someone who comes in, makes a bunch of money from it, and just kind of like doesn't do anything more with it. Yeah, it burns I, out. Yeah, I keep evolving my products, my messaging to be better and better. Um, so if you're in that game, that's, that's the, the, the area you kind of want to strive for is like, am I curious about this enough? Can I get curious about it? Because mm. um, that's going to help. Now practical side of the thing it it helps if it's profitable yeah (laughs) you know it helps if it can be in a uh, i like to play in the business world because i i know that well and some people are in the health space Mm -hmm. i don't play much in the health space i i can i can market the health space i I don't either i try to hit the gym you know yeah right (laughs) i shouldn't be preaching that um but since i'm in that game in that world it's a lot easier for me to to talk about it, to build okay. the influence and all that. Um, if if you're just getting started, not sure what direction to go, you know, maybe you need to do what we were talking about at the start here and do a bit more of quote unquote JV brokering. Yeah. A lot of people don't really look at that as an opportunity. And I know ClickBank has a second tier yep. system where you can come in, get 10% for just connecting affiliates. Yep. So maybe if you're just getting started, you like a, maybe you're into real estate. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of real estate products. Maybe you go in, you find somebody who has a great real estate product just by the numbers, the, right. the, the star ratings, the everything, the testimonials. That's a good place to start. You buy the product, you look at it. Okay, I like, I like Jesse's real estate empire's product, yeah. right? I like the product. So now I'm going to look at myself as a rep for this product. Who out there isn't promoting this that should be, and I could help them promote it and take 10%. That is a great place to start to learn the game, to, to learn a bit about copy, connections, to make a few bucks. You know, I, at, at the height of my agency when I was doing this, you know, it was um, where I, I basically, I had like four or five clients where I was JV brokering and I was 
you know, it was an $800,000 year profit to me, yep. only on the 10% that I was able to bring in. But I was leveraging their awesome products, yep. their great audiences, and building bridges between them and managing it, taking a lot of the headaches out, being that JV broker, you know, person. I didn't just like introduce them and say, have a good time, yeah. guys, give me my 10%. Right. Some people can do that. Uh, but I, I wanted to be invested, so I wrote I wrote the promotions. I got paid very well to do so. Yeah. Um, so I know I just threw out a lot there. But, I mean, that's, but that's something someone with maybe who has skill, but not a lot of resources. Or they don't have a do, product. Or have or a they, product. Because yeah. products is a pain in the butt to create sometimes. You gotta, a good one, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it takes a lot of time, development, customer service, you mm-hmm. know, then you have the fulfillment of the whole thing. And that's the beauty of affiliate marketing yeah. is if you can get really behind a product. Yeah. Like, if you want to do the game of like, okay, I'm going to build an audience around this concept so I can sell one product that I really believe in. Yeah. Awesome. That's another really good approach, right? Like, let's say you go and you find that real estate product and you want to start, you know, REI, I'm just pulling stuff out of my butt, but you start a brand to build an audience around that interest, and then on the back end of that brand, you sell an affiliate offer. You don't have to do customer support. Yep. You don't have to do fulfillment. You don't have to make new products. Awesome. But guess what? You still need to build that connection with a, 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 an audience, and you still need to probably do some advertising then to build that audience. Organic's great if you can get it, but yep. I like the consistency of advertising a lot more. Um, so that that's another good approach that people can take if they're just getting started. It's like, okay, build a build a Facebook group of 500 people that are interested in this thing, very specific problem that this product solves. Introduce that product. Say it has a five percent conversion rate. That's five per hundred. So five, 10, 15, 20, 20. So 25 sales, right? Mm-hmm. If you can do that connection, right? Um, that's that's not a small feat. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So. You know, overall though, those the whale approach works. You know, going and, and building the bridge between those kinds of folks. You know, you're using, you're leveraging then the big whales product numbers, right? Like right. you say, here's my spreadsheet. I think you can make a million dollars in the next 90 days. Can't guarantee it, but based on what I'm looking at, their numbers, your numbers, wouldn't you like an, an extra million in, in the bank account in the next 90 days? Without, you know, that's a pretty easy pitch, right? Especially um, if it all that's built for them. Exactly. They just got to press the button. Yeah. And in your value, the value you're bringing to them is project management, for lack of a better term. Yeah. I yeah. did a lot of the marketing, of course, too. But at the end of the day, I was just like making sure stuff happened. You yeah. know, like, here, take these emails, send them. Right. Um, so if you're into that kind of stuff, if you're more of like like extroverted, but mm-hmm. you're not a product developer and you want to you want to manage that, like there's a lot of good money in that avenue of quote unquote JV brokering. Right. I, I didn't really even call it that because I didn't look at it like that. I didn't go out and specifically look to do that. It just so happened I saw that the the, the money in between that people are missing out on. Did you, could you like, call it something? Or do, if people ask you, hey, Sean, what do you do for a living? Yeah, what, right. What do, you, what do you say? I don't know. I make websites. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's what my mom thinks I do. I don't know. Um, like those memes like what, what my family thinks mm, I do, what my mom thinks I do, what I actually do. Exactly. Now, one thing I wanted to touch on, because I mean, all of it can be, especially someone who's who's new, could be overwhelming. Yeah. So you know, it's like, where do I, you know, where do I start? You know, maybe you give them like the one, two, three, like you know, it goes down to like motivation. Like I know you've been reading a little bit about motivation. Like where, you know, where do people find motivation to start? Is it just, should it be just you need to make some money and get going, or should mm. it be just, you know, write down you know the list of things you're wise? Like what? Like what is it? <laughs> I wish there was like a simple answer to that, but I, I will say like 
at the beginning, you're if you're if you're confident in what you're doing at the beginning, you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> For lack of a better way to put, like overconfidence is just as bad as being confused. Like, yeah. I don't know. That's such I, a good analogy. I have being, mixed yeah. feelings about that. Sometimes <laughs> jumping in the deep end, you can learn a lot, or you can get paralyzed. I don't yeah. know. Uh, yeah, so, or drown, right? Yeah, or you can drown. You don't have some great. So we hear a lot of these stories. Of these yeah. these guys are just fire it up and we're you know right. overnight success blah 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 that's marketing right you don't yeah. hear about the nine that failed right. so what do you do for me my stage where I'm at now in, in my life makes sense to take a more systematic approach look at what's working with other people study what yeah. people are doing versus what they're selling too is another big thing it's like don't go out there and I mean it's never gonna hurt to buy a course and learn stuff yeah never gonna hurt you but I like to study what they're doing, how they're selling it, structure their product, like the meta mm -hmm. look at, and you know, and that's very, uh, in quote unquote INTP, you know, Myers yeah. Briggs people, that's a very INTP approach to things, and you know, not everybody. I, I know it's the INTP approach is the best approach, right? I mean, <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> uh, yeah. it, only twenty percent of the population does it that way. They're wrong, though. Um, but. I will say, like, if, if you're hesitant, you're un, you're not sure, you're unmotivated, like, you're not alone. You're yeah. every, I guarantee it, unless you're a psychopath, sociopath, or megalomaniac, you have those moments in the beginning. Everybody does. I don't care if you're a Ty Lopez or a Danny DeVito. Like, you're, you're, you have questions of confidence. Um, there's a really good book that I always recommend to everybody that is trying to figure this confidence thing out. It's called The Confidence Gap. Mm -hmm. This sounds like a sales pitch for it. Eh, probably is, go buy it. Um, but what is the biggest uh, cause of confusion? It's fear, okay? What causes fear? Generally, it's lack of understanding. Mm -hmm. What's lack of understanding? It's just you haven't been doing it long enough, okay? And if you accept that your lack of understanding, you're not alone, you're not unique, everybody goes through that, then you can look at it for what it is. It's it's part of the process. So as you get better at something, as you practice it, fail it, try again, like you're gonna not, you're gonna fail a lot. But yeah. everybody who's listening to this probably knows that failure is not a bad thing. Failure right. is a teacher. Mm -hmm. So looking at where you are, understanding that you're not weird, you're not, nothing's wrong with you. You just don't have the experience or the, uh, the you just haven't done it yet, yeah. right? And a lot of people get that at paralysis by analysis. I still do all the time. Yeah. I'm going through a phase right now. I'm like looking at everything I'm doing and, and I'm kind of paralyzed. I'm like, I need to reevaluate all this. But guess what? That's not a bad thing. That's just a sign that you're human. Yeah. <laughs> and building up that confidence, that's why that book's called The Confidence Gap. It's building that gap yeah. in between confidence and being, uh, not being confident and being confident. Um, a lot of that is just lack of information, mm -hmm. okay? It's a very intellectual approach to this where a lot of people want that emotional inspiration but guess yeah. what you're gonna have to open a book and you're gonna have to learn some stuff um, to me it always comes down to learning more about human nature because sales and marketing to me is a human nature skill understanding how people perceive things how they are influenced by other people how you can connect with them what are their fears that side I can learn I can keep learning about for the rest of my life and I'm gonna be yeah. stoked to learn and learn and learn how to apply that in my world you know that's yeah. that's my mission right but I know as I keep pushing myself further and further out of my comfort zone that anxiety is gonna be there 
that lack of motivation is going to come in. I'm going to want to play video games instead of work because it's a lot less <laughs> painful. Yeah. Um, but I, if I can just summarize that all into one succinct idea, it's like you're not alone. Everybody has this. And your job, if you want to be the, the one out of the nine instead of the nine that give up, is to acknowledge it and acknowledge that what you're missing is mostly information. Now, you're going to fail as you go down your information collection uh, journey. You're going to get better at collecting information. You're going to be better at learning and, and melding it down into a useful uh, thing in your life. Um, but motivation, man, it comes in not from like knowing exactly what to do, but knowing that even if you fail, you're going to have more, you're going to have more because of that failure. Like yeah. you're going to, it's not a, you didn't lose, you gained because you learned something new. It's hard to beat someone who keeps getting back up. Exactly. So good metaphor. We'll keep doing these yeah. sports ones. I like them. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it is a tough game, you know, because there is a fairly low bar of entry um, to get started. And a lot of people are like, oh, I can just grab a link and paste it on my Facebook yeah. and people will click it and then I'll make $18. Woo! But if it, you want it to look at it as a business, you need to look at it as a business, mm -hmm. right? You want to make, what do you need to make a year? Probably double that, yeah. right? So I want to make 50 grand a year. Okay, make it 100 because you got to pay taxes. Right. You're going to have overhead. Okay, great. So what do you got to do to make 100? All right, I got to sell X amount of this product or I got to build this kind of brand. You know, it's like, you're going to have to open a spreadsheet. Don't yeah. be afraid to learn a little bit about Excel. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm preaching the most boring, you know, message here. Yeah. But it's the one that works consistently. And I think if more people took that, you'd, you'd see a lot less of these statistics and burnouts and the right. people like, oh, you're a scammer because it doesn't work. It's like, no, you just didn't do anything. Bro. Well, I mean, this is the message you said. The, here's a message that works, but most people don't want to hear. And I think that's kind of what you. Well, that's my hook. Yeah, you that's know. your thing. No, I'm just <laughs> I just stole because I like because uh, you know my marker. I yeah. still hook other people's hooks. Mm -hmm. Now um, to wrap things up, um, general kind of question: business, life, whatever. How you answer? First thing that comes to mind: what's working for you? Like sexually, or uh, <laughs> what's that, working? That's the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> Let's not go that direction. Um, what is working? You know, in this context. Yeah. What just consistently works, I, and I'm saying the same thing I just said, but finding a good product, mm -hmm. get to know that product, become, it's like you don't need to be the absolute go-to expert on the thing, right? I don't know it better than the founders, like I don't, yeah. but I know it better than most people. Even 10% more, guess what? You can bring them up 10% in their knowledge. Yeah. You can be, build influence. Like if you're in the real estate game and you're wanting to get recruit real estate agents and you can help them save 1% and you write up a blog post on the 1% method that will add 80 grand a year to your business. I don't know, whatever. Um, they read that, somebody goes out and do, does what you said, they make 80 grand or save 80 grand, whatever. Um, guess what? They're going to be like, oh, Jesse knows, knows this stuff, right? So building influence through, one of my mentors called it, teach, transform, transact. You teach people to build trust, you transform their condition, whatever it is, maybe it's health, financial, you transform their world. And it doesn't have to be anything huge, right? Like uh, a lot of authors and, and pres presenters, they have like a, a shtick they do on stage. They'd be like, take out a piece of paper and, and you know, make a grid 10 by 10. 
that's 100, right? All right, mark out the first, however, however old you are, you know, like uh, mark out the first 35. All right, the rest you've got, that's the rest you got to live. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not my kind of shtick. But it's a demonstration. They're doing live to influence somebody and build connection because then they see on a piece of paper, oh, that's all I have left to live. I better get my act together. Yeah. Right? So the, the idea here is the content you're putting out, teach them things, transform them, even if it's in a small way. And then the transaction part comes pretty quickly yeah. because guess what? You've already started a transactional relationship. You've handed them something very valuable. You've given them a strategy, a technique, a piece of content that they use to improve something in their life. They do that. Like my sales page for my book is not a sales page until you get to the very bottom. It is a tutorial on how to write a freaking great headline. And why copy, it's an argument for why copywriting is a very important skill for entrepreneurs to learn, right? And it does pretty darn good. I've sold that book for a long time. but on that page, I give them something very valuable. Whether they take it or not, it's up to them. Yeah. But I'm giving it right there. A simple strategy to write a great headline. Yeah. Guess what? Right at the end of that, I say, hey, did you enjoy that method? I got about 15 more. How would you like to get those and unlock them for the great, great price of X, Y, Z? Then I make my offer. You don't, I mean, you can start the offer at the top. There's no freaking perfect way to do this. But if you're doing a cold campaign, teaching them, right on one page, you can do that whole relationship build with a customer. And they're like, all right, low bar of entry, risk risk reversal, I'm clicking add to yeah. cart, okay? Then you gotta back it up, yeah. make some good content. Right. If you're doing an affiliate offer, you could write a sales page and do the same thing. Here's yeah. how to save 1% on your real estate, blah, blah, blah. Oh, by the way, if you wanna learn more about this method, click here. Maybe it's someone else's product. It doesn't have to be your product. So anyways, yeah. rant, rant, rant. Well, but. speaking <laughs> of, just, I mean, just touch on that real quick. You know, a really smart marketer I listened to yesterday said, said something similar to that in an analogy he used uh, Oreos and he said (laughs) and he said you know for the most part if I have a box of Oreos that are in my pantry I'm not going to eat them but the minute I take it out I have one the whole box is going to be gone Mm. and in your marketing what you do is you give them a taste you give them that Oreo you give them that Oreo right (laughs) they want to eat so anyways we'll wrap up here Um, um, Sean uh, also has a seven figure marketing copy book uh, where can where can people find you? Where can people find the book? Tell me about sure. that. We'll drop a link somewhere around yeah. here. I'm sure we're getting yeah. it all set up on the old ClickBank because it's awesome. Yeah. Um, so we'll be able to connect on there. But you know, the book itself it's great for affiliate marketing because it will teach you how to write stuff that converts people to buy stuff that's affiliated with mm-hmm. you. Uh, that's not a very good pitch. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we'll have a link around. I'm sure. Okay. Or if this is a podcast. Maybe it's in the description, but um, connect with me on the old Instagram too. At Sean Vossler, you know I'm fairly uh, accessible. I like to talk to people who are just getting started too. If someone's on this and this resonates, reach out to me. I'm happy to just you know say what's up. I, I love seeing people who are getting started, excited, but maybe they they're a little confused. You know which direction to go. I'm happy to you know cool. to help. So awesome. appreciate you having me. With this by the way, this is great. Thank great you, Sean. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. Gotcha. All right, brother.